What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Rough Cut. I am the one and only Vinny Milani, alongside your boy, AJ Johnson. What's up, buddy? How's it going? It's going. It's going. Um, football is live. We are on the <laughs> way to another weird, weird week in the NFL. Probably another weird, weird week in college. Uh, shout out to Sarah Fuller, the first woman to play in a Power 5 conference game. She's kicking again this week. Maybe Vandy will actually, I don't know, get her in field goal range so we can see something more than a squib kick. Or score some type of points. Just something, anything, get it, anything. You know what, screw it. Let her play QB. <laughs> it ain't gonna hurt. We're down by like 60, like whatever. <laughs> Jarrett Patterson, 409 yards, eight touchdowns nuts like guy is unreal and i can't wait to bring him back up when, when it comes draft season and we have to talk about him yeah. and the rest of the running back rankings but today we're talking about a little bit of different type of rankings the college football playoff rankings were released not too long ago by the time you're hearing this they have they were released long long ago but we here at the rough cut we're going to be talking about what is happening in the college football playoff world? We saw Iowa State, a new team, enter the top 10 this week as Northwestern was had the upset pulled on them by Michigan State. Did you see, did you see anything about that? It was, it was pretty upsetting. I thought I was I was hoping, in my opinion, I was hoping Northwestern stayed strong all the way to the Big yeah. Ten Championship so we could see. So we can have some type of hope that Ohio State could lose in the Big Ten Championship. Am I right? Come on. I got caught up. Um, you know, I accidentally was watching that killer of an Iron Bowl and watching Alabama just smash Auburn with Nick Saban home on the couch. And um, I, I, I thought there was a big catch in the end of that Northwestern Michigan State game. I guess I missed exactly how it ended, unfortunately, but... I was out and about with some friends kind of watching the game at a local uh, pubbery, if you will. And I, we might have left just before it was over. You don't have your Seminoles to watch, so you're really not as uh, not as invested in everything this season. I am, on the other hand, my team is number one in the country. I'm not to humble, humble brag over here. It's like you want to see me cry, bro. You I don't. I talk don't, about man. the Seminoles. I don't, man. I just, I mean, I love my people. Here. You can be an honorary Alabama fan for the season if you would like. We are taking in applications, and you are first on the list, okay? How about that? No, oh, never. Not wow. even a little bit. So, Not even a little bit. So let's get, <laughs> let's get kind of deeper into these rankings, though, and I have a few, a few talking points that I have for you that really has got me going here. And okay. Ohio State sits at number four in these rankings, they are an undefeated team as of right now. They've only played, I believe, four games so far. And they are one game away from, one cancellation away from not being able to qualify for the Big Ten Championship or the playoffs. There are teams behind them, though, and this is what I want to talk to you about here today, buddy. Texas A&M is a one-loss team. Florida is a one-loss team. Ohio State has played less games. They're undefeated. First off, buddy, are you would you be okay with Ohio State being in the college football playoff over one of these one-loss teams who have played more games? Not even a little bit. I'm not even okay that they're in the top four right now. I think it's I, I think it's absurd, first off. I also think it goes against everything 
that the college football playoff has been doing in their rankings since 2014. Oh, boy, I How disagree many so much. Oh, okay. Okay, before I, we even get in there. There's been so many other teams who were unbeaten, but then the strength of schedule came in. And then they kicked an unbeaten team out for a one-loss SEC champion or something like that. And I understand that. I get it. Strength of schedule comes in. But if you're going to say strength of schedule, do you not think someone who played a lot more games had a stronger schedule? Because here's like, you're putting in a team right now who has, as much as they wanted to play, has got to sit home a lot. And you are taking teams out who have been on that field every week, blood in, blood out, sweat and tears, fighting in the trenches for their dreams. These kids don't play this game just for fun. They have fun trying to accomplish their dreams. They are putting their bodies on the line. They are putting their futures on the line. And for a team like Cincinnati, we'll skip over five and six. We know what the truth is. A team like Cincinnati, who's undefeated, who had a chance to show their fervor against Ohio State this week, if I'm not mistaken, uh, unbeaten, and they're sitting on the outside looking in because they put a 4-0 and Ohio State team in there. That just doesn't sit right with me. I, I, I can't. I'm sorry. You brought up something, though. You were like, okay, the playoffs, this is everything against what the playoffs is known for, what they stand for. Buddy, the playoffs have always stood for putting the best teams where they are supposed to be are if you look at ohio state and you look at cincinnati they're both undefeated teams are you would you take ohio state over cincinnati is that even a question it is a question because the game's not played on paper they're, yeah sure the, we we know what ohio state does in a recruiting game we know what they bring to the table and i'm not going to pretend like ohio state's not a great team but look left and right they're having players opt out because the games keep getting canceled like, that, that is happening. That's a real thing. And Cincinnati has been all in. That team has been stepping up for the last three years now. And I'm, I'm not even on the candle with Cincinnati like that. That was just my example. But a team who put in that type of work day in and day out. One, any given Sunday is a, a thought process for a reason. And it works with any given Saturday, too. The game's not played on paper. Anything can happen once you get on that field. And that is why I want to bring up this next point here. You have a one-loss Florida team and a one-loss Texas A&M team. A&M does not have a chance to make it to the SEC championship. Florida is going to make it to the most likely will be in the SEC championship against most likely Alabama. It's going to be an undefeated Bama team versus a one-loss Florida team. If Florida wins this game, Alabama moves to one loss. Florida has one loss. They're an SEC champion. Is Ohio State now out of this if Ohio State wins the Big Ten title? Are you picking a, like, just hypotheticals here. If Bama loses in the SEC championship and they have one loss and do not have a conference title, are you taking Ohio, because obviously Florida would be in the national, in the playoffs if they win the SEC championship yeah. with one loss. Yeah. So then at, at that point, do you take a one-loss Bama team who lost in the conference championship over a undefeated conference champion in Ohio State. I personally do. And it comes back to the same reason that I'm saying Ohio State can't be in because you still got to put in that body of work. It's a really late loss, but we've seen the, the committee take into account SEC teams beating up on themselves. So a really good 
uh, one-loss Florida team with a Kyle Trask who's going for the Heisman, with a Kyle Pitts who just comes back in and does whatever he wants on the field, a Darius Toney who looks unstoppable whenever he gets in the open field. Against a Bama team that has put up points, their offense looks just as good as Florida's, if not a slightly better here and there. I think if this is how this goes down, I think, I think they would move to three because you're not going to jump Florida all the way up to three. Florida would squeak in at four. Notre Dame would move up to one. Clemson would move up to two if something didn't go on. And because of the body of work, you have to have Ohio State looking at that fifth spot. I, it's a, it, it, to me, it's the only way that should work. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned, you mentioned the other team, though, and this is going to get real. This is where it gets real tight. Clemson is a one-loss team right now. Notre Dame's undefeated. If Clemson loses in the ACC championship against Notre Dame, they, are, they would be a two-loss team. Would you consider taking a two-loss Clemson team over an undefeated Big Ten champion in Ohio State? No, uh, I don't. I, the, yeah, at, at two losses, and I get, the, I get that they would both beat a Notre Dame, but all that does for me is really solidify Notre Dame's place there. Uh, you know, they'll have Trevor Lawrence's time at Clemson. So, you know, if that becomes a difference, then you start, you know, you start splitting hairs and whatnot. But I think a two-loss Clemson has to be out. I, I agree. Mean, especially if you are, if you're doing it to fight to put it at that point, maybe 6-0 and Ohio State in when all these other teams have played 9-10 and in 11 games. Like, that doesn't sound absurd to you, though? It, it, no, it does. It does. But the thing is, so this is, and this is the last team I want to cover. We've touched on Clemson. We've touched on Bama, Florida, Notre Dame. Texas A&M is sitting there at, at with one loss. With one loss, they won't be in the conference championship game. They won't be. Are you taking a one-loss A&M team? If, say, Florida loses to Bama. Florida's out of the question. And there's one spot remaining. Clemson ends up beating Notre Dame. It's one, two, three, Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson. That last spot in the playoffs here, you have a one-loss A&M team against a Big Ten champion in Ohio State, undefeated Ohio State. They play less games. They play less games. And as of right now, as of right now, Penn State and Indiana are their only two ranked wins for Ohio State. They would play Northwest, what would most likely be Northwestern, a middle-of-the-pack Northwestern team in the Big Ten Championship. They would have three ranked wins on their on their record. AM at that point would only have would have three if they could beat Auburn this week. Well, let's be clear. That Penn that that Penn State win doesn't mean anything. Okay. <laughs> that pre that's why preseason ranks. I mean, that just gives you a little placeholder to be excited. That that Penn State win doesn't mean anything. Uh, the Indiana one's a great win. You know that team, and they got it out just before that Indiana win might not have meant much with their quarterback going out for the season now. I I don't think they would do it. I don't think they will view Texas A&M as a big enough threat this year. But history comes to show that third slot in the in the uh, CFB playoffs is the one that you look at. That third spot has been dropped out a few different times over the past couple of years. And at that point, you are looking to just slate, slate somebody a spot up. So if Ohio State's unbeaten and, um, you know, Texas A&M is sitting there waiting, Florida no longer becomes a factor, you still need a Clemson loss. You still need a Clemson loss or an Ohio State loss for that to happen. Well, I mean, like I said, you could get – to me, I see Clemson being Notre Dame in the ACC championship – you end up having those two teams split one loss apiece. And then Ohio State, man, it's it just really 
at this point in the season, it's do you factor in that Big Ten championship more so than a one-loss Texas A&M team who didn't have the chance to be in that championship game? I mean, A&M, if you look at it, A&M's win against Florida is how much does that factor in? Florida is obviously the sixth best team in the country right now. At the time, they were they were still in the top ten. I mean, do you value that more than the Big Ten title, or do you or or, or the or the amount of games for Ohio State? I'm I'm picking the amount of games over it all because to me it, it's you know it seems like that that should be a big factor in this, especially because there's been teams that just didn't have enough. Because I mean we're arguing that if they don't have the championship, can you count it? You know the fact that they're not going to be in the championship that counts against them already. That's a game less theoretically, that they would have over a normal season with Ohio State. So to me, the games kind of matter. The only reason I don't think about the um, loss against Florida, because it was a good game, high-powered, or the win against Florida, I'm sorry. It was a good game, high-powered offenses. They went back and forth. Florida really made one mistake, and it just happened to be the very last two minutes of the game and allowed Texas A&M to get the ball basically in field goal range. I mean, you know, they hold on to the ball. That ball doesn't get punched out, and this conversation's moot, you know? So I think so. I think it's settled here then because the other ranked loss A&M has is against Bama, and Bama rolled over A&M. So I think at this point, uh, is it safe to say, and are you okay with one, two, three, four, Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State in the national championship playoffs, the play- college football playoffs? No. <laughs> I, no, I'm not okay with it, but I can't well, do anything about it. Even if they have a Big Ten it. championship, I, even if they end up having the Big Ten title, it's it's not enough for me. It's not enough for me. I, personally, myself, it's not enough. It, it, it's sad to say it, because here's the thing: I don't have problems against Ohio State. I'm from Gainesville. I don't go for Florida either. People don't like how much I actually enjoy Ohio State football. I really do. But when you have these kids out there week in, week out, bodies on the line in this COVID, not getting paid, so on and so forth, 10, 11, 12 weeks, and then you bring in a 6-0 and team because on paper you rank them high? What happened if Penn State was ranked this high and they lost all these games and they were in fourth? Would you be okay with the Penn State team being 6-0 and and being into the college football playoffs? What's so different about where they were ranked? In an, in an Ohio State. If they're undefeated in the Big Ten, yeah. I mean, that's... I don't believe that. That, that That's the thing. Ohio State has that big that. win over... They have not a big win, but they have a win over a, a top... A highly ranked Indiana team who is now almost back in the top ten uh, after, this, after this week's rankings. Ohio State will have that win. And if they continue to roll, Northwestern fell to 14th rank, the 14th-ranked team. That'll be a 14th-ranked win and a 12th-ranked win for Ohio State moving on with a conference championship. That, I think, means the most to me. You have to put the best teams in the playoffs. And whether you like it or not, I, I don't think it should be penalized. I don't think these teams should be penalized for not playing these games. I don't, I don't think that would be fair. I think you need to look but at it. But you're penalizing the other teams. I mean, <laughs> You're penalizing the teams who had to play the games. It's just... If you tell me at the beginning of the season that, hey, look, I'm giving you a choice. The world is being ravaged by a sickness that is going to make it to the point where people can't come to the games. It's going to make it to the point where you may not be able to play for 21 days at a time. 
it may be at a point where you can't even be considered on the field. Do you want to play? And you say yes. And you go out there and you give it all 10, 11, 12 weeks of the season every single week. And you go undefeated just to be like, well, that was fun. Well, I'm graduating. Sure would have been nice to be 11-0 and and in the championship. But, you know, Ohio State looked really good on paper. And those six wins, all for it. It just, it just, it it doesn't sit right with me personally. Let's, let's kibosh it here. Let's end it here. You've heard my side. (laughs) You've heard your side. Let us know at the Rough Cut Pod on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Let's say, let's make this one hashtag the Rough Rankings here. Let's go with the rough rankings. Got it. Let us know what you think. Hashtag they are rough. The rough, the re, the really don't don't use really. It's gonna be hashtag, <laughs> Real rough. hashtag the rough <laughs> rankings here. Let us know what you think. AJ, do you have any last words here before we send it off? Oh. <laughs> say it loud. Say it proud, buddy. Confidence till, here. Till Confidence. I die, baby. Go Knowles. All the way to the end of the season because we're probably done playing for the rest of the year. <laughs> we're, prob- we're probably done playing. Hey, you got some draft picks coming up. Marvin Wilson might be a top uh, in the first round pick, so there's your hope there. That's they should have left. I was so happy they came back, but they should have left. For oh, AJ Johnson, Wolf. Oh. I am the one and only Vinny Milani. Roll Tide debuts coming up December 9th. Be ready for it. That's it. Have a good night or day whenever you're listening. 